please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Hey, welcome to Wired Shut. Hello. He's your host, Welcome Logan. to the apocalypse. I'm <laughs> your host, Jesse. He's uh, your host, Jesse. I'm your host, Logan, and we're we've in, reached the end times. We're in day... We're not even to day one of lockdown. Um, we're into day three of work from home. Oh, God. Uh, day zero of lockdown. Um, as I look out my window at apartment blocks and see their lights turn off one by one. Almost as if... Just having an early night. They just timed it perfectly with me starting this uh, this episode to say, hey, lights up, man. <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking. <laughs> We're going to bed. Yeah, that's wide shut. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're in the grips of New Zealand's full pandemic shutdown. Yeah. Level we're, four, baby. Once it strikes midnight in about... What? I can't do time. How Three many is clocks? <laughs> what is maths? Three hours and 15 minutes. There you go. Mm. That's where you make the big bucks. <laughs> oh, God. Um, um, yeah. We're... we're it's happening. Yeah. Um, They're officially locking Jesse inside. And therefore the state of New Zealand lockdown. Because yeah. when I go and, down, I bring this whole goddamn place down with me. And let's face it, based on what everyone's saying, you will be in lockdown for four weeks. I am in the biggest, dirtiest city in this country. So I guarantee it will last much longer here. Yeah, you've got a high... Um, he was going to say immigrants. He's racist. You got some high immigrants. That's yeah. classic stoner immigrants. Stoner immigrants. Immigrants. Um, you've got. Well, a, that sounds racist. You've got a dense immigrants. <laughs> you've got immigrants. Immigrants. Uh, you got a dense population, and uh, uh, you're a dense population. A a international airport and port. He's still being racist. He's uh, peddling. <laughs> oh God. Oh, how the turntables have! Uh. <laughs> I've gone. Um, I've peaked Logan. I've peaked Logan. We could, we, we haven't done this in about a month and a half. Um, he's peaked, and also Logan. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we haven't done this in ages. Well, yeah, we meant to do it a week or a couple of weeks ago when we went to the old uh, beach house for. Yeah, we um, had um, the BTU Greatest Hits tour. Yeah. Which maybe me when I called it that was more a reference to us all being washed up and needing money. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it. Yeah, yeah BTU was um, never great. We didn't have B- any hits. <laughs> BTU was our um, high school. No, you yeah, yeah, high, high school. school yeah, uh, late high school, early uni. Because at that point, um, there's three individual filmmaking crew. Yeah, it's three individual creatives. <laughs> we had already established our own respective production companies, <laughs> and BTU was the amalgamation. That, of that those is part of the course. We are no worse than any other wannabe filmmaker in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least we had a snazzy intro. <laughs> made made by at the time my the extent of my. Um, I stand by that effects. intro. Yeah. I still have it. It's um, it looks great. It stands the test of time. We're going to put it on the website. Um, <laughs> it just it was exactly what it needed to be, mm-hmm. and it even it even seemed like it was crappy for humour's sake because yeah. <laughs> that was the best <laughs> we could do. No, um, best we can do it. Like yeah, you compare it to what is it the um, the Madman. Um, Madman, Madman logo intro that they do in some of those import movies they bring in. It's like oh, well they just hit it with like five different presets yeah. for some reason. It's like fire, click, pie in the face, applause. Yeah, um, really could have just done one of those and forgotten about it. Yeah, but not the fire one because whilst being the mo- the sort of least tacky, it was also the shittiest. Yeah. Um so we go off we we're off track already. Um yeah, so 
what have we discussed so far? Um, the pandemic. Uh, the world is ending. world is yes, ending. So, yeah, we went to the beach house. That's the cold open. That's the cold open. We went to the beach house. Um, New York's fucked. Yeah, what is it? 25,000 confirmed cases in the yeah, last There's like day? more cases in New York than there is in the rest of the country combined. And their mayor or whatever has already gone like, we're fucked, guys. Government send help. And the government, I don't think, are fans of him. No, he's... Um, he's well, in the entire, truth well, he's, very, he's just anti-Trump. Ah, okay. It's hard not to be at this point, right? Yeah. Um, well, you'd think yeah. That. So we went for a revival tour. Yeah. Just uh, we we hadn't been in the same room for what? Yeah. Three, four, five years. Probably almost five years. Five years. Um, half a decade. We had it. These we've, are, we've we've both. These are the three. closest we've come into contact is touching Cullum after he's touched either of us, as after he's driven around for gigs. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've all been in, like, we've all met up at different occasions, but the three of us hadn't been in the same room for half yeah. a decade. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about uh, our longest and probably most long standing friendships that we've yeah. respectively had. Uh, yeah. uh, half of the, the course were at what, three heterosexual life partners. Yeah. Uh, even though all of which have lived together at some point in time. Um, and just maintained a very vigorous life and age has progressively but... taken us all different directions. But I mean, we, we maintain the friendship predominantly through this podcast and yeah, sir, we've had, uh... and you would have heard Cullen before if you've oh, listened to this show more than once. Wait, hang on. What am I talking about? When we all in the same room recording Wellington. the episode in Wellington. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't five years. It was like five years before Wellington. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was a deep episode. A couple of episodes that we released. That was. Um... That's right. That's what we were expecting to do more of at the beach, and we just didn't. <laughs> no, we got um, trashed, inebriated, trashed. Yeah. Um, trashed is a good word to describe. Not describing what you've um, consumed. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Trashed is a good way to say something without saying something. Yeah. Um, so we got trashed. We played some tabletop uh, Fallout board game. Uh, yeah, which we've now started another game off. That we started a good fire. We had a good fire going. I remember. We that. did. We had a um, good fire. We went for a really, really long walk until we were all broken. Oh, that was yeah. It was hot. <laughs> <laughs> got sunburnt just <laughs> walking and chatting for literally at that point we were sufficiently we were trashed like, four and we should half, just five walk, hours. yeah we should just walk in a direction and um talk about our feelings and we did that and it was good i mean we used to do that back when we were kids we just do it at like 2 a.m in a city yeah because we could and we didn't feel nearly as bad <laughs> afterwards <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> He's got the COVID. He's got the COVID. He's got COVID eighteen though. He won't upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I ripped the version off. I'm getting that Pirate Bay. I don't I don't want to pay that subscription. You got to get that security patch, man. It'll slow down yeah. your it'll slow down your um, hardware, but you need that it's, security patch. It's just going to constantly be turned on doing background updates. And enough about Charlotte. Um, <laughs> I just said turned on background updates, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, um I was gonna say. Really so look at the levels more when I'm talking. I was pointing. Should should I should I actually just talk about something like we talk on a regular episode? Yeah, I think so. We can. Um, okay. So, Half Life, Alex. <sighs> yeah, how's that? Now that I so I had a. I'm sure I would have referenced this in the past. I had a VR headset. I got rid of it now he's because back. I wanted the top of the line one that Valve released, which then it turned out just never became available outside of like the US and three other countries. Also, like to get one to New Zealand legally would have taken me literally about three thousand dollars. <laughs> so instead, I decided to get. An Oculus Rift. Quest. Quest. Which is the VR one that they then added the uh, the thing you can plug it in. And then it works like a wired one. And it 
is the best VR headset I've had now that I've had two of them because it is just so much more simple than the Vive was. But hmm. Half-Life Alex annihilates how good. Like, like Half-Life Alex is like a solid 10 out of 10, but it's so much of a 10 out of 10, it makes you realize how crappy all the other games you thought were good were. Like, it's a 10, but it downgrades everything that was at about the 7, 8 level down to a 6, 5. Right, so it's like an... It's a, <laughs> you it's you a, literally go, oh, I didn't realize this was possible. It's a New York team all that compared other to our previously... Gets, gets, yeah. yeah, it's a New York it, it team. It doesn't pre- just compared to our previously hit the top known. score. It fucks over everything else that oh, came before it by being that good. All other games are a Huntley ten. Yeah, <laughs> we suddenly have a New York Huntley team. ten. That's like a yeah. Hamilton four. Yeah, and Hamilton's not. <laughs> you know, it's not oh, Auckland or Wellington. Nope. Um, no, sorry. Um, okay. Like so. even the main menu is good. The game loaded up and you're just standing in this like, you can't see into the distance, but you're just sort of on rubble and surrounded by sort of snow, but it's not snow, it's um, soot. Snow or Snowden? Yes. Just topical. (laughs) All right, so it's soot. Is it really? It's not. Um, It's just like, just... So it's coming down around you, coating all the ground, and then the main menu comes up and it's like a see-through holographic thing. Oh. Literally everything. Have you played Half-Life 2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played them all. Yeah. Right. So everything from Half-Life 2 that you would immediately recognize, like from the way they lock doors, the enemies, the vehicles, it's all there. Mm. But it's all now something you can put your nose in touch, like lean right in, touch it with your nose and look at it with your eyes and see what it actually is. So like when you use the health machines, they sit there on the wall and on Half-Life 2 or whatever, you just sort of pushed, held E, and there was this green tube that would sort of retract into the machine as it ran out of health to give you. Say that again slower. (laughs) On, On this one... You look up close. First, you pull a lever and the thing opens out. The green tube has a living bug in it. Oh, so they've just enhanced. When you first pull the trigger on the machine, it crushes the bug into this green goo. The machine then proceeds to compress the goo and like syringe it into your hand with lots of tiny little spider needles. Huh, so they've just... Okay. They've just gone like... This thing can't be just a static thing that you hold a button down on. Let's make it interactable. How do we make it interactable? We make it open up and just everything That's unfolds, a... does a thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the comparison. Oh, when we when you jumped from like um, Final Fantasy VII to like the remastered edition, and you could like that's what they look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the way everything like even upgrading your guns is about finding what they call resin lying around resin yeah resin um everything has a visual like aid on it that tells you what it is like your your glove has shows your health and your quantities of things your gun on the um hand grip has like a a tower of lights that tell you how many bullets are left in the magazine oh like everything has a visual aid. Nothing is just like printed on your screen for you. Yeah, yeah. Everything is in that sense. Separate. And the way you interact with things are like upgrade you, and everything's really big old tech that unfolds and like grabs you or whatever. Reminded me of playing Dead Space One. Mm, that's what I was thinking which, when you were describing it. It's where everything kind of rolls out of if, something else. If there was ever a time for EA to revive Dead Space, it's as a VR series. Yeah. It would be fucking terrifying. Well, those are great games, like Yeah, it would it's it's a great game by a studio that they bought and then they just forced them to keep cranking out sequels and then it kinda of killed the series. I but I suppose without VR that was the closest they could get to um that kind of like the camera locked right behind the shoulder tank style. Yeah. And, and like your navigate you know, your health bars on your spine. Mm. 
yeah, I love the that. bullets in your gun shows on a holographic HUD that appears when you lift the gun ready to shoot. Now, that's how Half-Life Alex works. Everything is in there. There's no HUD, um, which obviously makes way more sense in a VR game. Mm. But like, you'll walk into a hallway and you'll look at like a rubbish bin and it looks photorealistic. And like it's like so the the Vive has a better quality screen than my Quest does, but this game on the Quest still looks, moves, and feels better than anything I played on that Vive. Huh. The Vive was the, worth like twice as much. It's the right combination of frame rate. Uh, yeah, it it works smoother than any VR game I've ever played. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. Granted, those, I'm at the start, those, but. Um, half-life games they never necessarily looked the most like they were the most amazing games out at the time but they were always the smoothest yeah half-life 2 i don't know about half-life 1 i'm not sort of old enough but half-life 2 was basically the best looking game when it released mm. it's just, that it just so when much... you look at it now it's very it looks very bland and sort of spartan with their design choices well, i think as well it last it stood the test of time across yeah. platforms that people were playing at five or six years later yeah well i mean it says um, something about the um valve's engine that this the tech that half-life 2 was built for is still used in a lot of games that are still very popular and relevant now mm. Just how... I mean, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, which is still one of the top-ranking games on Steam for playership, is built on the same engine as Half-Life 2. Mm. Heavily modified, but it's the same thing. Same, same with Gary's mod. Yeah, okay, God. yeah, it's all the same smooth, perfectly. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it has its very clear of... visual shortcomings in some places. There's certain things that you can always do with all the games that are mm. like being cheeky with them. Well, I suppose that's why VR is actually working the way people didn't think it would, is because we're actually dealing with a system that um, makes you feel like you're playing, which is what the best games always did. Yeah. And that you were, you felt the motion, you felt the movement, and you felt smooth with it. Nothing ever felt yeah. funky. That's why the, oh, the Assassin's Creed games just fuck me up because they are uh, not. I fucking hate those. They're not good games. No. And Half-Life 2 like, has arguably gotten better over time because now you can play it at like 200 frames a second. Assassin's Creed is the Microsoft encounter of games. It's full of content, <laughs> but Jesus Christ, it's not worth the effort. <laughs> Don't you shit on the Encarta mind maze? I refuse to study long enough on Encarta to then be good at the mind maze. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, mind but, maze. I mean, the big thing about Half-Life games is... They actually are connected to big changes in game design and technology. Hmm. So Half-Life 1 was sort of the first game where that size and scale of first-person shooter that played out in that linear fashion could work. Hmm. Half-Life 2 was the first, basically the first time that physics was ever in a first-person shooter. Hmm. You're right. So then... It, does make logical sense that half-life 3 would be a vr game because that's the unless you count some online content like there has not really been a massive jump in how games are played since physics implementation mm. um, especially yeah, not first just... person shooters which is very much still what half-life alex is mm. um but they they were definitely being conservative by um not not making you players what's his name gordon freeman gordon freeman yeah but sort of made a very cool, a clear call that it's not half-life 3 yeah yeah i mean it is for all intents purposes they just i think it was more about everyone that worked at valve was so deathly afraid of working on a half-life game that none of them knew how yeah putting it on vr was like and making it a prequel as well was kind of like going, well, fuck it. We know that I think it's 0.06% of PC gamers have a VR headset. Yep. So that's all the people that can play the fucking... It's insane. Like, what's the market for that? Like, like nobody. Unless they also own the hardware to... Uh, well, that's the it. crazy thing. People, in, especially in the States, where you can actually get this thing with any amount of 
like regularity. Mm. Are spending a thousand dollars on a, a headset just to buy this fifty dollar game. So that's where the real money's coming from for them, isn't it? It's yeah. yeah. So it it sells hardware as much as it is a game that so when you compare it to you know, not many video games sell for one thousand. Well, yeah. What's the dollars? What's the, what are the other examples you can think of where a game will sell the hardware that comes with it beyond Pokemon? Maybe. Um, just, I mean, but those are you could argue yeah. that Half Life is the flagship series of PC. Yeah, absolutely. So you I know, mean, like the Halo best... is the flagship for the Xbox. People will buy an Xbox just so, to get like, Halo. True. Yeah. 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 Um, in, any, sorry. in a lot of sense, because Valve is basically synonymous with VR, uh, with PC gaming, you could say Half Life is yeah the flagship of PC gaming. Or consider yeah the the main um, platform to purchase games is Steam, right? Which is a Valve. Yeah, yeah. Steam, which is Valve, which is I think basically something they had the money to make because Half Life was so successful. Yeah. Um, the closest that PlayStation or Sony really get with that is any any just flagship titles um, that exist under Sony Ski Sony Computer Entertainment. Sony tried for years to make. Do you remember the PlayStation Two to early PlayStation Three days? Yeah. Sony desperately wanted their main um, character in an FPS game that would really take off. Yeah, that's what Killzone was. They tried for years with Killzone. Yeah, mm. but. And whilst I think Killzone oh, had an awesome games. universe, yeah, it yeah. just never took off. Um, and the uh, the big issue is the PlayStation is not really the hardcore shooter audience. That's why. No, it's the. You general, know, you think the, well, PlayStation the, um, doesn't have a FPS main character that you define it by. No, but it has Nathan Drake. It has all those different sort of third-person shooter story-driven yeah, games narrative games eh? um, and when you really think about that you realize playstation has more flagship characters than any of the other yeah. ones short of maybe nintendo yeah like nintendo even stretched to fill out the um smash brothers kind of back catalog yeah. they, they tap into um capcom and well, especially the things. latest yeah super smash which is just Everyone, and then I think they're at about 12 Fire Emblem characters yeah, now. it's like, no one cares. And they literally all play exactly the same way, and it's just because I think Nintendo keeps forcing them in there to sell Fire Emblem games. Mm. Yeah, that's where Sony uh, stands above everything else, is, is their pure scope for just narrative, or trust in yeah. the narrative work. Like, yeah, who would have thought that Horizon Zero Dawn would be the game that it was, but... no. I and but then I the one I you could sort of tell it was struggling, but it really seemed like it was meant to be one of those Sony tentpole games. Was Days Gone? Yeah, they yeah. Some just fall by the wayside sometimes, but like the fact that they yeah. can create one game and let that last almost a full decade in terms of um yeah, and I mean how much of the impact it has. Like Last of Us is what eight years old now. Yeah. And the second and one's only just coming out off the end of... People this. still talk about The Last of Us like it came out last year. Yeah. That's how deep it fucking hit, man. It was such a long game, too. Like, I, it's, it's weird. I never finished it, but I, I've never felt any need to. Yeah. Um. For for one, I, I watched the entire plot just on YouTube because I think... I think I actually bought a copy of The Last of Us right before I left for Sweden. Yeah. And then I sold it before, like I sold it on my way out. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I mean, the third, well, the second one comes out end of May. Yeah. Um, which is very close to, uh, what's, what's another game I was thinking of that I was seeing on a list? Not Cyberpunk, that was. Cyberpunk got delayed to next year, didn't it? No, end of this year. It's like October oh. right now. Oh, no, um, August. Um, there's something else. Uh, no, not Watch Dogs. Gross. The new Watch Dogs actually look kind of cool. Still my Red Dead. Have you seen it? The new Watch Dogs? Yeah, so it's got no main character. Is that the game? Then I'll just call it like these. It's not out yet, obviously. It's no, no, no. Okay, because I I downloaded two and tried to play that and just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it. I think it. It was one of those games that, 
it had a good idea, but it struggled to find it. Like it, it, it didn't pick a good artistic direction. Mm. Just a- so initially, it was like I'm just boring, nobody character that you don't like, because it was kind of a game they were just trying to fart out as quickly as possible mm. to get on new consoles. Death Stranding. That's then, what I was thinking of. That's not uh, until yeah. um, June now. It's it's a shame you can't play Death Stranding during the lockdown. Oh God! Well, send me your PlayStation, and I will. I mean, I could have as long as it would have arrived before today. <laughs> oh, the couriers in New Zealand Post are still a thing. Like you still courier. No, shit, they're not. No, no, I'm, I'm pretty confident they're not. I thought courier post all New Zealand Post services were still active. I could be wrong. I'm sure they said postal was down. Um, never mind. But yeah, Half Life Alex. Which Even really just like you times. know. A door is locked. So you walk up to that door. Like it was a, what was it? It was the subway car that the doors were closed and somebody had slid a metal bar between to like keep it shut. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just the fact that, and you know, I mean, you think about all the times in sort of first person and third person games all the elaborate animations that you have to just have the player cue by pushing one button or like a David Cage game type of interaction just to move something like that. But in VR, you just reach out with both your hands, pull the bar out of the way, drop it on the ground, and then grab the two doors of the train car and just pull them open. Yeah, yeah. The the difference in actually interacting with the world versus pushing pushing buttons so that existing animations just cue is such a different experience what's the term for that again i can't remember that um when you just push x to do something and it just does it for you qte yeah that's what it is quick time event yeah like yeah god of war games are pretty notorious for that yeah which was satisfying because they were just so epic and like gave yeah except some... you as a player can watch them because you're watching for button prompts yeah, not watching the game <laughs> Yeah, uh, but fuck those David Cage games. They're not good. Oh. They're not even good storytelling. They're just Jason. decent storytelling for gaming at the time. Yeah, Jason. 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 We oh. hired a bunch of Europeans to do American accents, can you tell? Oh. Um, I mean, they learned over time to just hire American actors to play, like, feel like they're contributing to gaming by being mo into a game. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no. <laughs> it's okay we're fine don't worry about it just get nolan north and um troy baker yeah exactly they're in every other game no i'm sorry uh, um lady that um ali from last of us was clearly based on we've actually got someone that kind of looks like you anyway in that game so we don't need you to <laughs> mocap and to be on two souls we're okay it's fine Oh, that's right. Because it's it's that girl that plays like a random waitress in Avengers. No, different girl. Is Ellie from The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they like make her less older and more sort of genderless looking, she all of a sudden just looks exactly like Ellen Page. Uh, Ellen Page, that was the name. And what was the creepy like spirit thing? Played by Willem Dafoe. Which is like the best person to pick to play your creepy ghost guy. Oh, um, what's that called? Soul Sacrifice? No. No, Beyond Two Souls. That was... Oh, Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I never played that game. No, neither. I watched other people play it. I like, this, watched this footage of a guy play it drunk and all he would do is just, because he was streaming it, he'd just do half the animation of the like move of the thumbstick or whatever and then let it go. So it would just reset and then let it, and then reset, and then let it, and then reset, just to piss off his viewers. So it's mostly just animation starts and then retracts, and then starts and then retracts, and just drunk guy cackling. Which, to be fair, the people that enjoy watching David Cage games instead of playing, them, it's like one step away from not playing a game anyway. It's playing a game that's not playing a game. Ugh. Yeah, it's fine. I want to watch a movie, but also kind of 
let a movie happen in front of me when I occasionally push buttons to just encourage it. Have, you can do it. Keep have, going, movie. Have a rain. Heavy Rain had a really cool, like, emotional tone and aesthetic. This is why but, I really liked it. The um, like the, the constant rain, the idea of the which, to be fair, is just recycled from Fahrenheit. But do you remember Fahrenheit would tell you how cold the city was getting throughout the city at the start, throughout the game at the start of each like. I feel like um, I, story I, beat. Heavy Rain did the exact same thing with the amount of water. I feel like I confuse Fahrenheit with um, Heavy Rain quite frequently. But Fahrenheit was the one with the brother that um, was kidnapped, right? It's it's like alien abduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His brother went missing when he was a kid, and he was like, "Oh, that's right, yeah." But yeah, it was um, alien. Way better game than Heavy Rain. Yeah, like you spent the first like hour in a in a uh, like a cafe or diner. Yeah, yeah. You're like trying to escape a murder that you may have committed. You just woke up from, and you talk um, like this. And why is that game called Fahrenheit in, like, all the B countries, like New Zealand and Australia? But in America, it's called Indigo Prophecy, Indigo the only Prophecy. place where Fahrenheit makes sense. Yeah, I don't get that. It's like, an Indigo Prophecy is a much deeper, um, just like, tell that it's actually about aliens. Is it? Yeah, and there's this whole, like, weird... I mean, to me, there was, because it's like, oh, Indigo Children... Like weird psychic Yeah, that's children. the only reference I have of what Indigo Prophecy might mean. But because Fahrenheit was about the, it was sort of the keeping front and center the idea that as time ticked by, everything got colder and like the the level of risk increased. Yeah. It which which harder, is, but... again, same as Heavy Rain. It's a cooler concept and it's not so obvious. Yeah, I felt like those those games had like a spirit. Even though they were completely unrelated, I felt they had a weird spiritual connection to um, Max Payne. Just that. Yeah, it, I think it's just the like icy New York. Yeah, with people talking to themselves. Have you ever played Double Action out. Boogaloo? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a weird <laughs> question. <laughs> Yes. No. It's 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 basically if somebody took the Half Life engine and then tried to make the most over the top, even more John Wooey version of Max Payne multiplayer. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm reading in the description as a free so stylish all just game about diving, flipping, third and person diving. Yeah. And it, it looks like a PS2 game. Of course it does. It's it's, it's actually just one of those sort of if you get the right people together and you play it you'll just crack up the entire time have a good time hmm is, is that a game that Cullum could um download yes onto his it's device? free oh then let us go to steam and download it all right uh, what are your um predictions for this um oh new zealand lockdown what do you think is going to happen um I think we will approach sort of the they they sort of suggest I think that once you get to like the 200 mark you will hit the 1000 mark. Yeah, like it's like it's um, I think you're going to hit 1000. If if anyone dies it'll be like 10 people tops, but I don't expect many will. I genuinely think we unlike most countries actually got a handle on it and really just shut everything down quickly yeah uh, um, the fact that we closed the borders completely seems super like i'm um, like yeah would you ever ever thought in your lifetime that you'd feel that new zealand's borders would be completely closed to everyone no i mean do, do you remember how weird and like historically pivotal sort of september the 11th felt yeah it was like every or even the global financial crisis but less so. 9-11 yeah 9, even though i was younger and had less to understand about it 9-11 felt more it felt heavier than the financial yeah, crisis yeah and, and it was still 
financial Same crisis, with, I think we were poor anyway. We're like, well, what's yeah. the difference? Same with the financial crisis. Both of those still felt like things that were happening in other countries. There were effects felt in New Zealand, but yeah, big ones, yeah. But like but to th- us, this but, is. Yeah. It's very rare that things happening in the rest of the world, even though New Zealand very much sort of is a country that stays in the pulse of the world. It's very weird to have things actually, yeah, be felt here directly. Mm. For us to need to respond to things in the same measures as the rest of the world, like... Yeah. And even for us to be quite world leaderly, quite world leaderly in how proactive we're fucking lucky that we've got that type of leader right now compared to the rest of the world like when that's the difference between new zealand and the rest of the world when when the world at large seems to be pivoting one way we pivot the other yeah i mean Um, we we are a part of debates like the crap that happens in america with like conservatives versus liberals or whatever yeah we understand that debate but our country just does not work that way as much as people want it to to some degree it's like yeah especially when you look at like fucking herald articles and they actually are saying trying to suggest things like what about the economy yeah when all those interacted too soon all those media um, entities are all owned offshore so they're naturally pushing the um they're trying to push the same bullshit that works in the rest of the world here yeah Uh, to a degree it does work but yeah yeah well i think at least in new zealand you get almost a disconnect where we believe these things but we don't live by them yeah i I, hmm. i don't know do you think anyone will die uh, if they do, it'll be because um, they don't take it seriously enough. Um, Poor choice. Or they're stuck. Or, you know, they're impacted by people who didn't take it seriously enough. I'm thinking yeah. people in old folks' homes and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, from what it sounds, it really does sound like New York, at least, of the United States, is going to have an Italy-type situation on its hands. Yeah, they're going to have thousands dead i think um their their cases already exceed their ability to treat and they're on like week one which means it's all been just like flooding into there for the last two weeks and they've got because it takes 14 days for them to realize they've got that many cases right so yeah two weeks Do you from think now you'll get it i don't know i like well i'm open to the idea but uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, <laughs> I was always like, um, I think it will, like, if it, uh, I just don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I was always like, well, of everyone I know, I'm the one in Auckland, you know, mm. Auckland yeah, is the entry the point for most people into this country. Yeah. It's where the biggest airport is. Yeah. It's it may not most... be the capital, but it is the financial hub. Yeah. And so that's the it's... closest I can think of is that. Wellington's the capital, so it has a an international airport. It's got um, people and jobs who potentially go uh, abroad more frequently and come back. Yeah, uh, because they've got all the all the um, embassies here, and uh, yeah, sure, uh, lots of people flying in, flying out quick. Um, yeah, but end of the day, Auckland is also a cheaper place for people to fly to. So yeah, and it has those types of people who who will p- be picking the cheapest flights at any given time won't necessarily be taking the same precautions as other people anyway. So mm. and um, if you're doing like, you know, what's the word? Um, if you're doing travel holiday type travel, you're more likely to come in through Auckland. Yeah, it's just it's going to shave three or four hundred dollars off your flights. Um, can make all the difference for some people um yeah i don't know there's just i don't know yeah i I mean i've had vaguely um cold flu symptoms for (laughs) a long time now but (laughs) is it it's none of it's what covid reports no and i mean this is well before it was anywhere else except um in wuhan but um yeah, I had a friend who came back from overseas around early January and from that part of the world <laughs> came back and got quite sick. Oh. 
Um, and we're just like, oh, yeah, just go home and stay home. All good. Like, just quarantine yourself just yeah. in case. Um, and then I got yeah. sick. I, I, had, I had something for like a couple of weeks that just didn't feel like it was anything I had had before. Like, so I had a fever pretty much constantly. Um, no blocked nose, no runny nose. I had a runny nose, but no blocked nose. Um, pretty standard cough, but it was mostly just fever and cough. Yeah. Uh, but it had none of the other usual things that when I get sick, I'm like, okay, I know the nose is uh, the nose is going to get blocked first, and then it's going to get you know move to this and this, and I'll get a fever. So oh, this is really weird. It doesn't sound, it doesn't feel like anything I've had before. Uh, but it passed. So shit, I might be patient one or zero. <laughs> <Yeah. Huh>. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> no one else at ACC or um, anywhere else. Um, it's, it's been real awkward to be in public and need to cough. <laughs> yeah, oh, but at the same like, time, like if I you're hear in public it, right now and you feel the need to cough, I'll, I'm straight up like trying to hide it. Yeah. And um, people really look at you creepy too. Well, I was just noticing. I was at the um, supermarket the other day um, in a different part of the country before this lock on a couple of weeks to go uh, before it all went crazy. Um, and the number of um, boomers, for lack of a better term, uh, yeah. just clutching their clutching their um, tens and twenty dollar bills, walking up to the lotto counter while wiping their nose with the same fucking hand. They weren't <laughs> like you know all that kind of shit. This is like that's gross anyway. You're doing shit that people will be like, oh, that's kind of like don't do that. Don't hold money in your hand, wipe your face with the same hand, and then I've expect people quite... to take that money from you. It's gross no doing it as of like a week and a half ago i've been really weirded out by how many people of that like 65 plus age group have still been out despite level three like don't go yes. out because if you're over 70 yeah. sort of thing yeah because you will catch it yeah yeah we went out today and we felt weird going out like it was literally yeah. just like let's go for a walk around the block between like for a morning break sort of thing during work you know, we were yeah. working from home already it felt weird just being outside. It's like, oh, this feels wrong. Um, yeah. We only took a lap around the block, like not even 500 meters. We passed yeah. three people over the age of 70 walking. Uh, like yeah, people I, well I over the age of 80 as well, like, like struggling to walk. Don't. Is it refusing to take it seriously? Is it not believing it's a risk? I don't know. Or is it just, you know... To be, I don't, Yeah, and I'd never seen these people before either. So I'm like, are you from this... Like if you're in the neighborhood, that's fine. You just make, you know, you got to make use of your neighborhood as much as possible. Anyway, you're, that's absolutely fine. But yeah, it was just weird to see. I didn't expect, yeah, considering they've, they've been told don't don't leave, full stop. Yeah, is it is it just like a you don't tell me what to do type of thing? Yeah. Or? Well, I had a um, another friend who um, then one of their neighbors started banging on their other neighbor's door like eight o'clock in the morning the other day. And they're like late eighties, banging on like the door and window to get somebody to call them a taxi because they want to go into town to get the money out. Like, a why are you trying to get cash out? B, yeah, just all these things wrong with that. Like they were clearly just like thinking, oh, if I, if the world's going in lockdown, I'm going to lose all of my money if it's in the bank, so I need to go get, <laughs> withdraw all my money. Jesus, they were in their late. Stop, some, if some, shit hits hmm. the fan. Your money's not worth anything. Doesn't matter where you take it. Exactly. It's like it's gonna disappear regardless. Like this is just paper. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, what's the saying? Like I've been saying this all week to people just to try to explain away how fucking dumb people are. But a person is smart. People are dumb. Yeah. You can't rationalize I mean, what's, with a group. The thing that. Um... The cumulative intelligence of a the, the cumulative thinking power of a group of people is capable of coming up with outcomes that no member of the group on their own is capable of, but also like just sometimes groups of people are as they just group think it and go yeah. really dangerously down. Yeah, you've got to find that sweet spot of designed by committee. Um and achieve nothing or like the yeah the best democratic outcome possible because it gets refined and reshaped and, and actually fit for 
you know logical and sustainable and all of that in terms of an idea but yeah people are dumb that's why media is so effective and it doesn't even need to be need to try to be it just throws words out there and people click stuff things burn bad i hate slammed this person slammed this thing this group slammed this person it's new zealand's favorite buzzword yeah then um nothing in new zealand is worth talking about unless it's world class <laughs> uh, well i mean it's not really enough if somebody from a different country visits here we have to ask them what they think of new zealand that's just a thing it's, um, it's it's where the the tiny country that everyone says is so cool and different and unique but at the same time all we ever do is ask people to validate our existence <laughs> Uh, <laughs> New Zealand has like a massive inferiority complaint. Yeah, it's like it's. Uh, you can only care about things unless, um, <laughs> you know, if they care about us. But like, we'll also just care about them anyway because that's what we do. That's what we do. I realize I'm hitting different parts of the mic. I apologize. I, I thought you're just trying to beatbox. Beatbox. Yeah, that's. Have you watched style. anything good? Back to a more regular show topic. Um, what are we, I've been because Nicole's never seen it. I, we've been rewatching um, Avatar: Last Airbender. Um, and there were episodes for a bit, and then I just it, the fact that it was in four by three, I just I couldn't do it. It's it's in um, sixteen by nine now on Netflix. Yeah, not from the start though, is it? No, no, no. And it, it starts off looking like it's from a VHS tape. Correct. Yeah. It was very cheaply drawn. Um, yeah. Very low def. But um, yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done a remastered version of all of them. But I'm sure that'll come. Um, I'm just surprised how many episodes I'm like, I don't remember this happening at all. Yeah. And there's only like, what, 16, 20 episodes per season, three seasons. And we're all about done. We've got the finale to go through. But... Jesus Christ, it's a um, thinly veiled criticism of various aspects of Chinese culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Fire Nation, if you will. All of them. Like, even the um, the Earth Kingdom is like, yeah, this is, like, everything is good here. You, no questions asked. Really? Um, the, uh, the king is but a puppet for uh, the military strategic advisor who's really ruling the country. Shit. Um, I, I mean, I guess it's it's one of those I should have watched it. To be fair, I was keen to watch it. It's just that um, the the sometimes what we watch becomes can Charlotte stay awake through it? <laughs> <laughs> it's ninety percent of things is a no. Yeah, I feel that my my content is being not not filtered by, but um, at certain parts of the day di- dictated by <laughs> what will somebody else put up with right now? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. We um, because on the whole, is it? I mean, it is worth it, but yeah, definitely. What, what are you it's, thinking? Like, does it hold up? It holds up. It's it's yeah. better now now that I have. If a, anything, it's probably better than its own quality, right? Yeah, like it's it's there are still some wise a better show than. Um, you you just see things that you wouldn't normally see in there. It's like, oh, that's that's a reference to somebody getting laid. Okay, cool. <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's a show that gets to the point where its characters sufficiently grow up that some of them hook up right oh yeah definitely yeah um and it's just you know you play it for laughs in the right ways that nobody nobody raises an eyebrow at the fact that it's a good show yeah um but it doesn't touch on anything that a um uh, anime designed for um shonen kind of level of uh, maturity wouldn't touch on show too, eh? yeah it is yeah there's some phenomenally yeah. dr- like dr- drawn episodes like i didn't say the quality shifts and goes up and down but there are some episodes and some scenes and shots that are clearly way more hand-drawn than others oh, okay you get like this is the scene from the show that they really wanted to push type of stuff yeah yeah just like an old man who i'm um, used to 
um, who had murdered the mother of one of the characters is just old and beyond his years at this point, um, living a miserable life, being berated by the people around him and just like poor and gross and old, yeah. uh, walking in the rain or, you know, just feeling like he's being followed by people um, and you feel sorry for him, even though you shouldn't because... Um, oh, yeah. You've seen well, that's him as a the power of good storytelling, right? That yeah. you come around to somebody that you're supposed to hate. It does that really well that you're like, I shouldn't actually like this person, but within ten minutes after like two remember, two seasons um, of you watching this person, within ten minutes you're like, Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Full Metal Alchemist made Barry the Chopper a character. <laughs> remember that? Did it? Yeah, he turns up later on and he's helpful. Like he's he's another man in a like Oh, yeah. suit of armor. Yeah, yeah, number sixty-six. Yeah, yeah. And he, mind you, he also does the whole convinces the brother that he was never real. But um, I'm sure he pops up later in the story just to help. No, but yeah, no, I was, I was right. going to say, um, much in the same way you've been going through that, we've been watching all the old Ghibli movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Usually in about three or four chunks, because yeah. We just don't stay awake. That shit is long. Yeah. Getting old. Jesus, Princess Mononoke is violent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did not remember that movie just having, like, because he's got his demon powers, he just shoots an arrow at somebody instead of just sticking an arrow in them. It just slices their entire yeah, body in half or cuts the head off. Or... to shreds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the apocalypto of Studio Ghibli films. Yeah. Also, just <laughs> like you know, you always have this idea in your head of Studio Ghibli films being kind of the Japanese Disney kids movies. Mm. Well, that's how they but managed to break into the market to begin this, with. Is... Yeah, sort of how they tried to style them just to our, us as an audience. But um, the Mononoke is not a kids movie. Nope. A lot of those movies aren't, it's, but um, no. they water them down in such a way that you... Um, or not water them down, but... Um, Howl's Moving Castle is barely a kid's movie. If you like. Howl's is the only one that's not on Netflix for some reason. Really? Yeah. They put them all on there, but not that. And I wonder whether it's like by rights connected to something else. Maybe, yeah, somebody somebody specifically bought the licensing for it for a particular period. So Yeah, it might be, be like the only one that they haven't yet got back from Disney or something. Interesting. Or it could be, yeah, any number of streaming services for New Zealand specifically could have the exclusive rights to it. Like Rialto on Sky could have it, for example. Yeah. Or um, all sorts of things. That's true. Australasian, so there can be mostly just fox-based rules that fuck us over. Yep. Um, um, and there's also a lot of Ghibli movies that are just like wistful love movies. Yeah, there's nothing happens. It's like just it's a um, slice of life movie, but it's got yeah, weird spiritual characters. Watch any of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to want to pick them up and watch them compared to some of the other um, more high-concept films. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's yeah. plenty of slice of life movies. They just happen to have some sort of weird forest demon involved in them or something. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, cool. Um, watching Kiki's delivery service now, which I had no idea that was a story about a witch coming of age. Is it? Which one's the time travel one? Time travel one? That might be not a studio Ghibli film. I don't think it is. Oh, you're thinking of the girl who leapt through time. Yes, I am. Did it? Yep. Yep. Where she's yeah, got that. No, I don't think that's Ghibli, but it is a big director, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder what to what degree they're able to actually do that. Like suburbs here will um, have plenty of that. Small well, you won't be interacting with them necessarily, but like the no music will annoy you or something like that. <laughs> True, people are um, confined to their house twenty four seven essentially, so you're gonna get into the um, you're gonna start to notice their um, idiosyncrasies and their um, patterns. Yeah, exactly. Um, you get to know them at a distance in a weird kind of way. Yeah, it's true, and because people are gonna start behaving differently to cope, like they're gonna do 
things that you've never seen them do before or um, make use of the time and space that they've got to be used to use it differently. Like we're already using uh, our very limited outdoor area um, for exercise because we can't go to the gym, um, but we've got some gear to play with. So it's all, we're already doing shit we wouldn't normally bother with. We'd just go yeah. out and go do it somewhere else. Yeah, we, we still have to walk dogs, so we got to at least go to the park across the road from us. Yeah, that's a good point. We could drive to a park and shit and just fuck around for a bit. In in Auckland, living across the road from a park's a bit of a luxury, but I'm well and truly on sort of a slightly outer district at this point, so that's... Have you noticed many people... Um, just like completely uprooting and leaving. Um, biggest thing I noticed was today when we went into the CBD just to do a few errands before everything closed up. Yeah. Um, all the people just like removing furniture from offices. Yeah. that's what. <laughs> our offices were exactly the same. We we're just given the order, like take exactly what you need. Yeah. Um, doesn't like even desks, just take it. There's no questions asked. Just make sure you tell somebody what you took. Yeah. Um, and we'll deal with it no, later. I don't even know whether all these companies are taking it home for the quarantine or whether they're taking it home because that's it for them in that building. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like, It's almost like they've just like, said, fuck it, we've written off all of the like, the cost of all of this equipment anyway. It's fine. <laughs> just go take I mean, it. If it gets wrecked, it gets wrecked. Um, I mean, who knows how many of these companies will just never come back. Well, I think that they're, they're operating it. They have to operate in the um, in the sense that it won't change. Like, it'll obviously go back to normal at some point, but the whole, like, in four weeks, they can't just plan for that. They have to just no. pretend like it's going to be like this for the rest of time as best yeah. as they can or, like, like, as far into the foreseeable future, like a year or whatever it is. Like they just have to think like to, that. I don't want to, but I keep hearing reports about, like, June 2021. Oh, gee. Yeah, three months, yeah. Before it's been... I can imagine yeah, it won't be... 2021. 2021, so 18 months. A year and a bit. Um, I can imagine the, um, like, flights and, like, international travel won't be the same again for a long time. No. You'll be paying significantly more money to go anywhere yeah shorter distances yeah um unless of course there's such an influx of demand for people just trying to get out of the country to experience something again Mm -hmm. as soon as they're allowed to um that it will drive the prices down temporarily but the backlog will be massive like you'd have to wait like six months to be able to get a flight yeah, well, there's also weird stuff like... But then it creates the risk of them all happening again, right? And cancelling. culture. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, thinking, oh, fuck, I'll get in first and order a new flight now that I'm allowed to, <coughs> um, but running the risk of, like, oh, shit, it's going to get cancelled at the drop of a hat. Right. We've got flights still there's, booked for month after next. There's um, no sense of, like, certainty to any degree. I don't know if anything like that's going to be... Yeah. I think we'll I, be able to... I suspect it'll just be like, oh, oh, it's flaring up. We're shutting down this place, this place, and this place. Yeah. I feel and like we can flo- we'll float between just... three and four, I think, a couple of times before we get it right. Yeah. I, I think there'll be sometimes we even go down to like a two and then it goes back up. Yeah. It all just depends on what the rest of the world is um, willing and able to get a- get through. Yeah. Like if the and rest of the world doesn't... Too- if the rest of the world doesn't get their shit together, we're just going to constantly be in this sort of state of like, well, fuck. If the rest of the world doesn't get its shit together, we might just stay closed for a very long time. Yeah, like we're going to have Even to. Even if it's eradicated in this country, just no one enters. Just have direct specific flights to other countries that are direct and specific to um, holding the same standards that we do. Yeah. Um, and for we'll very like strong program in the port before new zealand yeah. so that they have to quarantine before they actually get on a plane to come here mm. before and uh yeah like the um beyond the whole check for bombs check for terrorist activity between people this is going to add another layer to that where it's like have your medical certificate if not get tested have this do this like check in two weeks before you fly out sort of shit yeah 
I mean, I remember back in being in Africa, I can't remember what they were testing us for, but you had to go through like um, body heat scanners and stuff just to confirm that you weren't carrying whatever virus was going through the country that mm. period of time. Well, fever would probably indicate, um, like body heat would be fever. Fever would probably be malaria. Um, I saw, um, was it New World is putting plexiglass screens between you and the checkout operator? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dump the food on the conveyor belt and then you pay on your side of the glass and then at the end of it you get your groceries handed back to you. Yeah, I know someone that's um, partners a builder and that's what they've been doing in um, like outside business hours is they've been installing all of that in all the stores that are staying open. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've heard of somebody who is like their catering company is pivoting to feeding, I guess, the armed forces or whoever's doing the mass testing. Yeah. Like, um, it, it's interesting how quickly the government can like, and they pay them to do it too, but like how, how quickly you can be redirected to a different role and how that can be super beneficial to your survival as a company. Yeah, like you can, yeah, reappropriate. Like, yes, you contract a role in this epidemic to yeah. fill that. And you'll, Which I'm yeah. more than happy to do. Like if somebody points at my group, or, you know, doing what I do and say, you're doing this for the next you already months. work for government healthcare. No, yeah, but I'm not frontline and I'm not. No. Um, but if they were to say, yeah, we need what your particular skills, you know, what you're able to do, we need this in a different part of um, the entire response. I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I'm still going to get paid. Like, I'm lucky that's happening. I mean, so I, I care. Feel weird being somebody. Yeah. I, I even feel weird doing a job that is still like, you know, enterprise based it's ultimately meaningless though isn't it in the grand scheme of things that's what makes me feel like like, oh yeah well it's important but it's like i could be driving food to like marooned old people's houses or something yeah uh yeah i could um be taking calls or um helping people just set up things like within the system that i'm already working in but beyond that Yeah. yeah i could actually be doing beyond that um considering a lot of those frontline jobs uh frontline healthcare and um service industries and everything are going to be like painfully in need of um people yeah we um we had to in the weekend um we had friends that had come back from bali Hmm. which apparently they just experienced like the best you will ever get bali which is empty bali (laughs) yeah that would be dope they said the nightclub sucked. <laughs> um, but like going to all the ocean attractions and there's just no people. Bali there. with no Australians. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, and they, yeah, so they got to experience Bali on its own and then it was like, ooh, ooh, we probably, seems like we need to go home soon and they're getting worried. But apparently the more the crisis rolled on, the more Qantas just jacked the prices. Ah, really? Yeah, so it was like, oh, if we want to come home a day early just in case to be safe, it will cost us like an extra, you know, two grand on top of what we would have paid already. Oh, so just price gouging for the sake of... I mean, there might be costs associated on their end, but not to that degree. That's just... Well, the, the less plans you have in the sky, the more um, it costs you to... Operate them, yeah. Fly any of them, but... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've never particularly been a fan of Quantum. Yeah. You know, show me an airline that end to end does anything good by its people or its customers. Um, like Air New Zealand might be considered the stock standard, like the, the gold standard for um, airlines in the world. But um, you know, you ask their staff what they think, and it won't be the same story. No. And I mean, let's face it. Who would trust a company whose name is basically Cuntas? <laughs> oh. I risked my case. <laughs> this has been wired shut. Um, I do need to cut it early uh, uh, tonight. Oh, I say early an hour, but I'm keen to try to make as many episodes as we possibly can in quarantine to get to that hundred episode mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, How far off that are we? We're in 20, the seventies, right? 
yeah, yeah, let's um, let's check out the old uh, the old episode, the old website. It's um, good time for a plug. It's a wiredshutpod.com. Um, you can also find us on Spotify, Twi- Twitcher, Stitcher, Apple. Uh, you can listen to our um, sister show in relish. With relish. With relish and relish. Wired, wired relish. Rel- shut relish. Shut relish. With shut. Relish shut. With shut. Um, or why not you? Which I haven't listened to any of those episodes. But the why not you podcast is pretty good. It's not a podcast. It's just a saying. It's if you want your own podcast with us, you can have your own podcast. Um, is that one you just mentioned we should do? Well, when I went to the um, homepage, it's like our shows wired shut with relish. Oh, why, why not you? Yeah, it's just like, it's well, like, yeah, yeah join up button um, um we're up to episode this is episode 75 so we've got 25 to go i think we can hit that mark. release the soon to be released clum down <laughs> oh yeah it's, <laughs> yeah it's super secret um yeah you can get to know the you can get to know the truth about it behind the paywall but for everyone else it's it's a dirty little secret we gotta pay a wall <laughs> we gotta pay a wall um, yeah, but this has been wide oh. shut. I've been your host, Jesse. He's been your host, Logan. Oh, uh, what? Um, yeah. This is <laughs> day zero of the quarantine. Um, and I'll hope to talk to you tomorrow with day one of the quarantine and see what's fucking changed. <laughs> Probably nothing. I mean, we've got at least 30 days. We've got 25 episodes to go. I say we try to do one a day until we get there. Just deal with it. All right. Um, yeah, find us in the usual places. We'll see you yeah. tomorrow, hopefully. The show's been the show. Um, I haven't come yeah, up with an episode Stay title, young but... and squirt you. Oh, squirt me. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.